Right, y'all, the squash match is back, baby. It's John from Wrestling Plug Inc. You know the drill. My commute to and from work. We're talking pro wrestling. It's what I love. Let's talk about it. It's a reaction show, y'all. AEW Revolution. Oh, boy. Do we just start at the end and work our way back? Because that's what I want to talk about the most. A amazing pay-per-view that will forever be remembered for the uh, Sparkler show at the end. That ending is like you talking yourself up to the girl of your dreams, and it is finally time for you and her to consummate the relationship, and you give her the best three minutes of her life. Oh, which takes away from what was an amazing barbed wire death match, exploding death match. It was really well done. They played it up really well. The ending was hokey with the Good Brothers coming out, but I know why they were doing it. And then it was like, end. What a letdown. But, I mean, they were trying to do it in the safest way possible, but I have a feeling they just missed. They, I don't have a feeling. I know they missed the mark big time. With that pyro. And that is just not a good look. And having Kingston and Moxley sell it as if they were dead. I mean, to the point where, like, Kingston's wearing a white t-shirt, right? Not a scratch on it. Not a spot of nothing on it. No, it's just a... He just was laying there in some smoke from some sparklers. And I've done more dangerous stuff on the 4th of July, you know? type deal but again it's gonna foreshadow what was a solid card up and down and you know we start you know the buy-in was fantastic i'm not the biggest reho supporter in the world i her it doesn't work for me but she was fantastic in this spot and she's been growing on me since she's been back she clicks really well with these four women these three women, I'm sorry, you know, Maki Ito taking over from Reba, you know, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. It all clicks really well for me. And I, you know, I'm a big Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker fan, you know, Thunder Rosa giving Britt Baker the finger. I love that they're kind of keeping that feud going because I think that's a money feud. And that was my finals pick, at least on the American side of the bracket for the tournament, which I thought would have been huge. But ultimately, Britt Baker and Maki Ito get the win. Awesome stuff. We start the show. Young Bucks, first inner circle, MJF and Jericho. And I thought it was a thought it was a solid matchup. I, I didn't it didn't disappoint. The Young Bucks winning makes all the sense of the world because now it sounds like we're gonna get some swervage on Wednesday with the inner circle, some retooling, some reshuffling. Somebody's getting kicked out or they're dividing. I don't know. Maybe they'll spin this off into a match for the power. You know, MJF versus Jericho for the winner gets the inner circle. I don't know. 
I personally, at this point, with the inner circle, I kind of ran its course, and I'm confused as to why that they're, you know, they're not focusing on the Sammy Guevara part of it. I don't know. He's been gone. He's been absent. I'd like to see where that goes. But Bucks win. Good match. Not, not a barn burner by any stretch, but solid open. And props to the Bucks for always seemingly taking the opening spot. I mean, they easily, being VPs of the company, could be like, nah, we want some main event action. You know, no, we want to. No, they, they consistently have no problem putting out a solid open and making it happen. And applauds, applause, applaud them. Then, you know, I don't. Trying to remember the order, as you guys know, I, I sit in my car and do these off the top of my head, so I don't generally uh, uh, have any notes, which I don't know if I should have notes or not. I like to do it this way, it's, you know, more organic. It's more free-flowing, in my opinion. It's not as diverse. Anyway, I had a late night last night because, yeah, you know, AEW pay-per-views don't end at 9.30. They end at 11.30, midnight, and then you're up talking about it, making memes and tweeting and Facebooking and all that fun stuff. And then you go to bed and you're like, ah, oh, crap, we got to get up. It's Monday morning. So anyway, then the match that I thought didn't need to be on the pay-per-view was there. You know, you had uh Saban and Miro versus Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. And they, of course they beat the shit out of them before the match. So it was a little long in my opinion to get to where it was just Miro and Saban and winning didn't really need to go super long. And I felt like you could have shaved a few minutes off of that match, you know, to save us all some time, but Hey, I digress. By the way, I threw a perfect game. If you guys checked out my prediction show that I did on anchor, which you can find on all your favorite podcast applications. And when I predicted it on social media, I pitched a perfect game. Uh, that I'm pretty proud of myself. Usually I don't get these things right because I always pick some left field stuff. I pick with my heart, not with my head. And, you know, hey, I got this one right too. So I was pretty psyched about that. Uh, the, the, the casino tag team battle royal, which they didn't do it the casino style way that they do the singles battle royals where they have certain people come out five at a time. And then they just had them all you know, almost Royal Rumble. It was like a Royal Rumble style every minute, minute 20 or so, which again, make that 60 seconds with all of the moving parts that they had. Ah, it's a battle Royal. It, it was one of their better battle Royals in my opinion, where I just didn't, I didn't felt like there was a lot going on and it wasn't just people laying around waiting for spots to happen. You still had some of that, but you'll have that in any battle Royal. So I need her or there. And, of course, my dude Phoenix and Pac get the job done. I love Ray Phoenix. He is so good. That dude puts his body on the line night in and night out for his craft, and I respect the hell out of that. When he did that jump over the top ropes onto the floor and landed in the crowd, whew, I popped. But they get they ultimately get the W. They'll face the Young Bucks for the Tag Team Championships. I think you could do far worse than that. That's fantastic. That's going to tell a good story. Um, I'm in, I, I am interested to see why it 
why Pac and Phoenix are together opposed to just the Lucha Bros and then have Pac in the face of the ladder match. I'm interested to see why Pac's going the tag team route. But hey, more Pac on your TV screen is not a bad thing. So let's see how this one plays out. Okay. So as we move on down, um, Hangman Page, Matt Hardy, another match that felt it felt more like a dynamite main event to me than a you know pay-per-view match that's just me i still thought it was a solid matchup i wasn't as invested in it as i'm just not feeling big money matt hardy that's just not what i when i see matt hardy that's just not what i think about i I, i'm working on it i'm trying to let it breathe and give it some time but hey, everybody likes what they like, and everybody, you know, either likes it or they don't, or they whatever. It's the beautiful part of wrestling is no one's wrong. If you love Matt Hardy as Big Money Matt, that's awesome. Love it away. Be a supporter. I, on the other hand, not. I just, I don't know. Anyway, you know, Hangman Page gets that W with the help of the Dark Order, like I, like I predicted. I mean, makes sense. They're still trying to recruit him. Hangman Page is like the hottest free agent of all time. And he's not even a free agent. He's signed. He's doing the solo thing. He's like the most heavily recruited singles wrestler in the history of wrestling. Take a sip of that Baja Blast. Shout out Baja Blast if you're looking to sponsor a podcast. What's up? All right. Then we have the face of the Revolution Ladder match for the... Legitimate brass donut? Was it a donut? Was it a floaty device? It was supposed to be a brass ring. Fattest brass ring I've ever seen. You had Scorpio Sky, who won the match after Cody got the livid shit beat out of him. And I'm going to just... I'll get back to the match in a second. I just want to segue and say, you know, Cody doesn't have to put himself into these spots where he just gets his ass kicked, but he does it, and we should love him for that. He could be like, nope, not doing that, nope, not doing that, but he does it. He does it for the love of the business. I know we, when you put him in a match like this, he's the front runner, and people go, oh, there's Cody putting himself over again. I think he did a great job putting everyone else over last night, so... Props to Cody for that. We got to see all ego Ethan Page make his AEW debut. I wonder if he's signed because that's a big get for the division for AEW in general because I think Ethan Page is super talented and can do anything you need him to do. So right on for that. But ultimately, Scorpio Sky gets the win. He'll face Darby Allen on Wednesday for the TNT Championship. That match has no doubt in my mind it's going to be awesome. Both of those guys are very good in the ring, and I can't imagine they're going to have a bad match to get together, but we shall see. And then let's get to my match of the night. This was my pick. I, I was thoroughly invested in this whole match. I thought it was really well done. Sheeta versus Rio Mizunami, who Rio Mizunami might now just be one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I don't know. She was fantastic. I enjoyed it. I I thought her being cocky the whole time and dancing and it was awesome. And I thought they put on a show 
that women's match, in my opinion, was one of the better ones AEW's had in its time. So give me that match all day, every day. I'm And I, I predicted Sheeta would win and then her next, the next champion would come out and attack her from behind. So when Nyla Rose came out, I was like, oh, we're going to run back Nyla Sheeta. And Nyla becoming a two-time AEW Women's Champion is in the future. But then Britt Baker comes out, and Thunder Rosa comes out, and it just gets... So I'm interested to see who's got next. In a way, they just showed us there's three women right here that easily could have next. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear on Wednesday night who's, uh, who's next for Sheeta. Because she's good. She's great. She just needs more of these matches. She needs more of these matches that she had at Revolution to really drive home the point that she is a great women's champion. Because in my opinion, it's been fumbled. I mean, she's there's there's was weeks that we didn't even see or hear from her. And I don't think you should be doing that with your women's champion. All right. Sting, Darby Allen, Team Taz, in a street fight, cinematic street fight that I thought was brilliantly made. I loved the aesthetic of it. I loved the look of it. I loved the gritty feel of it. I thought Brian Cage and Ricky Starks looked like a million dollars. Sting and Darby get the win, which, of course, we all knew was going to happen. Team Taz shows. You got Will Hobbs showing up. You've got Hook. I believe, yeah, Hook was there. Just Team Taz gets all pissy and leaves commentary after the loss, which I thought was pretty funny. So the whole time I'm watching this match and I'm thinking to myself, Oh, you know, here comes all the AEW haters going, well, why is the Sting cinematic match, you know, blah, 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 yo, go shit on Goldberg, yo, 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 yo. Yeah, but, I mean, it was, it was, it didn't hurt anybody, and if anything, they just, AEW is telling you by putting them with Sting that this is the future of our company, Darby, Starks, Hobbs, Hook. We all know Brian Cage, so I don't think you can really say he's the future of AEW. But you've got these three younger talents in a high-profile cinematic match with Sting. You're you're saying that these are these are our people. These are the people we're building, and we're going to use the Sting vehicle to get insane amount of eyes on these stars because that's what you do. That that's why you do these matches. Yes, they're cool. And we all love Sting, but you don't, you know that people are going to go out of their way to watch this match more than they're going to watch, you know, Sheeta Mizunami or, you know, Hardy Hangman Page. You know that they're going to watch the Sting match for nostalgia purposes and they're going to go, who are these dudes? Never heard of them before. Let me look them up. They're hoping, all right, made some fans here. That's what this was all about, and it was super well done. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was a great match. Darby looked like he died multiple times 
which was expected because Darby looks like he dies every match he has. That dude, I don't know how his little frame can withstand all that abuse. I mean, I stub my toe and I'm, I'm done for like a week. That's just me. A little insight into John's life. So, well done on that part. Good for them. Very awesome. And as we talked earlier, did I miss any matches? I don't think I did. We're at the main event. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm sitting here just breezing through this. Christian Cage signs with AEW. So, a week of speculation... Or was it a week? It was a few days. Speculation. Who's signing AEW's next big Hall of Fame caliber star? And it's Christian Cage. What an interesting decision. For all parties involved, I mean, Christian was just at the Royal Rumble. He had that amazing moment with Edge. He hugged him. You know, I thought for sure we'd get, you know, Christian and Edge tagging. Maybe a Christian and Edge match. Who knows? I thought there's juice to be squeezed out of that story with the WWE leading up to Mania. You could use Christian in a lot of ways, telling stories, putting over Edge, yada, yada, yada. But but I, I, I guess the WWE didn't see any value in Christian. They were like, well, thanks for showing up at the Rumble. Peace. You're, you're done. And I... I I had to imagine that Christian is like was possibly in the running for a Hall of Fame spot at some point. I mean, the dude was you know a big part of the company. He was he's he was part of one of the greatest tag teams of all time in WWE. So he signs with AEW. And he said, it says that no, he's going to outwork everybody, which is an interesting decision. I mean, maybe he is. How is he? How are they going to use him? Do we want to see Christian Cage in an AEW world title picture? Do you use him to put over younger talent? Is he going to be more on a commentary side? I mean, the dude looked great at the Rumble. I think he's still got some left in the tank. So I'm, I'm interested to see. And I know. But again, it's another one of these, like, what do you do with him? Because you're bringing in, you brought in Ethan Page last night, too. You've got, you know, you've got all these guys that aren't getting used and all these girls that aren't getting used on a weekly basis on your roster. And I know you're going to a second show. Um, I don't know if you're keeping dark and then having a second dark show. And then I don't know what you're doing, but do you, I'm interested to see where it goes. I don't know if I like Christian. I thought, oh, at least it's not Ryback. That's what I kept saying, you know. I mean, of course, I was disappointed it wasn't CM Punk. But, again, I'm disappointed every time CM Punk doesn't show up when it's rumored that someone's showing up. That's me. Main event. Oh, we already kind of talked about the ending to the main event. But, again, I just – this is where I mean. Like, it was like – the. It was a great, like, four hours and 29 minutes of a pay-per-view or something like that. I think it started – no, it started at 8. It was over at 11.30-ish. So we'll we'll count on the pre-show. We'll say four hours. It was an amazing four hours. 
and 29 minutes of wrestling. I thought that there wasn't any match that stunk. That There were matches, like I said earlier, that could have been used in different spots and maybe even shrink this up a little bit more or did something different. And then the countdown started. And everybody and their mother was just like, what the fuck was that? And they're not wrong. I mean, Eddie and Moxley were doing exactly what they were supposed to do. So, you know, I can't fault them. It's not their fault. And I can't fault Omega and Moxley. And I, I can't, I don't want to take away from what was an amazing match. I think that they really played it up. They gave us our all. They did a lot of cool spots. And for it to just end with that, that's what's going to stick in the minds of everyone is, well, that explosion at the end, that's some, you know, oaky shit. And I saw a bunch of tweets <laughs> going, I can't wait to hear Jim Cornette's reaction to this. And you know what? I'm intrigued because that guy hates AEW and any chance he gets to shit on something, he's going to. And, I mean, I made my jokes, Angle. I, it's it's funny and sad because it takes away from an amazing, you know, death match. And you've got Kenny Omega who doesn't need to be doing these spots. I mean, he could just do his normal best bout shit and be good. But he's putting himself in these situations. And we can we talk about that for a second? Respect to the VP, you know, the EVPs, you know, Mox. Or not Mox, I'm sorry, Omega, Cody, the Bucks. They put themselves in these situations that they don't have to. If they, you know, if they wanted to play it safe and just have standard matches where they didn't take massive nasty bumps or bleed to death or they could do that. And I, I don't think anybody would complain, but the fact that they're willing to put their bodies on the line and do these type things. It's kind of that I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't ask somebody to do anything. I wouldn't do type stuff. And I think that's fantastic. But when you end your show back to the end your show, the sparkler display that you could see at any old 4th of July party, people are going to talk about that. What'd you guys think of AEW revolution? Drop me a comment on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Hit us up on your favorite podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. You know, rate, subscribe, like, help spread the word. I appreciate all the support we've gotten so far for this this new venture. It's been a lot of fun. And until next time, everybody, I'm out.